Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Six minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Uh, lots to unpack over the next couple of hours on this dumb little show. And the phone lines are open 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. First and foremost, wow, we've lost some folks this week. Uh, the outlaw world uh, lost, uh, and the world of weirdos and eccentrics lost uh, uh, a, a soul today, if you will, a weird soul, uh, Mojo Nixon, and we're going to talk about that. We'll and James, we got to we'll play some maybe a little Don Henley must die. <laughs> I think eccentric is a great word to describe him. Well, That's and I a good one. and I didn't know him. He was sixty six. He had a heart attack on the outlaw cruise, which is about about as badass as you can get if you're an outlaw. I didn't know him. I never met him. I don't even really know a lot about him other than the Don Henley song, which back in the day I freaking loved. And we'll get into that. But I know a lot of people who knew him, and he was good friends with Kinky, and so I'm hearing from a lot of folks today. So we'll, we'll talk about that later uh, or talk some more about Mojo Nixon later on. Um, let me just read you a quote real quick to kick things off. Uh, John Kirby uh used to be with the state department now he's uh he he's the white savior to the black lesbian uh press secretary when when she gets a difficult question they roll in the white guy we don't need another interview with putin to understand his brutality he's talking about this tucker carlson uh vlad putin interview which is going to drop tonight uh on what is it tuckercarlson.com uh, Elon's going to have it on X. I guess uh, I guess Alex Jones is going to run this thing. That's what Trey was saying earlier. And I'll watch it. Uh, I, I didn't see that. He did a four-minute, inter, you know, I guess, intro or prelude to the interview, and he dropped that yesterday. I didn't see that. I'm one of those guys that, no, I don't, I don't follow Tucker as closely as I used to. Plus, I, I, I tend to think along the same lines as Tucker Carlson, and so <laughs> he's kind of preaching to the choir when it comes to a guy like me. I'm not taking away from the value of what he does, uh, but um, uh, you know they are obviously not happy that this thing is going to drop tonight. They're not happy about a an American journalist. I guess. Well, he didn't really consider himself a journalist. He's an opinion guy. He'll he'll say that. But they're not happy with Vlad Putin running his mouth to Tucker Carlson, and they have no control over it. What's he going to say? What is he going to say? Um, first off, it's a great get for Tucker. Uh, when you already have a couple of Western journalists who are in Russian jails right now as we speak, uh, for Tucker to, to haul off to Russia, I, I believe he went to Russia. I think so. Yeah, well, he must have. Um, you know, it, to say, I know that none of the people who hate his guts are going to acknowledge this, but he, he is taking a bit of a risk. <laughs> I know he's high value or, or high, you know, high visibility, probably wouldn't be very wise on the part of Vlad Putin to do anything to Tucker. I, I get that, but still he is going there. Uh, but the reaction before this thing even drops is, is pretty shrill. And it's like, what are you afraid of? Uh, Tucker, I didn't see the intro video, but I did see the soundbite or video bite where he said, you know, I, I, I'm not doing this because I agree with him or that I think he's anything other than an a-hole. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, of course, a murderous a-hole. I mean, the guy tosses people out of windows, poisons people, 
you know, there's a lot of bodies, <laughs> you know, with Vlad Putin's name on it, certainly. But, you know, we're, we're spending kajillions of dollars, yeah, not quite as much, uh, especially with this big, stupid border bill going down the toilet. You know, Ukraine hopefully won't be getting quite as much of our national treasure as they do now. But, you know, we're, we're engaged in this thing that the administration says is the most vital, most important battle of our lives. It's a fight for democracy. History is freaking watching. So I want to talk to the guy. <laughs> hear what he has to say. And Tucker just don't care. I, I, I love people who don't care. I love people who are beyond giving a crap what other people think about them. And Tucker's one of those guys. He is the master of his fate. He's, uh, he's got all the money in the world. He's got all the freedom in the world. And he's going to go talk to the guy. And I think that's badass. And the thing is, okay, Vlad Putin is a very foxy fellow, man. You don't, you don't stay in power. Uh, and remain uh, being Vlad Putin for as long as he has without being, yeah, yeah, a pretty treacherous uh, and cold-blooded dude. But at the same time, he's a smart guy. He is a very crafty, foxy fellow. He does have a uh, an intellect that a lot of people will talk about. And so Vlad Putin also knows, going into this thing, that America is at a kind of a crossroads. They, they, they have a, a president right now that he openly laughs at. So whatever comes out of Vlad Putin's mouth, uh, uh, you know, first off, the bad guys in the swamp and, and the administration can't control it, just like they can't control Tucker. And certainly they are worried about uh, Vlad Putin saying anything to the effect that would, I guess, interrupt the money river going into Ukraine. And cast dispersions on Biden. Now, I don't know. I mean, it's impossible to predict. I mean, obviously, Tucker already knows what the guy says, but it's pretty impossible to predict because I'm, I'm trying to work it through my, my brain here. Uh, obviously, Vlad Putin is not a man who wants Donald Trump back in office. Uh, he did not roll into Ukraine while Trump was in the office. Um, he had a very healthy respect for Trump, and I, I mean that in regards to his own freaking survival. Uh, you know, not maybe not so much physically, but uh, certainly uh, politically. Um, he certainly doesn't want Donald Trump back in in office, but he, he certainly doesn't think much of Joe Biden. So, in a sense, and this is what's freaking him out, Vlad Putin's running the table in this interview depending on what he says and and he is a, a murderous dictator so he I'm, I'm thinking he's probably not above lying <laughs> you know or, or maybe what putin's gonna do is here's what i tend to with his ego here's what i think he's gonna do i think he's gonna speak the absolute truth i think vlad putin is gonna roll out from his perspective what he believes to be the absolute truth and i don't know that joe biden or the biden administration wants that to happen uh they hate tucker they can't control him uh yeah i i'm almost waiting for gutfeld to go in that direction gutfeld's got a great thing going on with fox right now he's the only one left who doesn't give a crap either like tucker you know what i mean uh gutfeld has that gleam about him or that shine about him where you, you the twinkle in the eye where you just sort of he you know that he knows the day they fire my ass i'll just go do tucker's trip and get my own channel or you know but they don't care tucker don't care and tucker is actually being more of a journalist in this regard than anybody else 
who wouldn't want the Vlad Putin interview? Why don't more people want the Vlad Putin interview? I brought up the Hitler comparison. We love comparing today to Nazi Germany and the Hitler thing. We love bringing up the H word and the Nazis and all that. In most situations, that's to try to characterize Donald Trump as freaking Hitler and blah, blah, stinking blah. But if you transpose everything that happened in Germany and Europe at that time, uh, in the, the 30s and the early 40s, especially the 30s, late 20s, uh, to the moment we're in right now, uh, and Hitler were, was just being Hitler and running the world as he was, or you know, uh, having an impact on planet Earth as he was having back in the day, well, who wouldn't want the Hitler interview? Uh, as Tucker said, it wouldn't be an endorsement of him. It's not saying, I'm going to interview Hitler because I think he's a great guy. No, you're going to interview him because he is having a major freaking impact on the human race, just like Vladimir, Vladimir Putin is having right now. We have been told by our own president, this is the most important fight going on right now. Keeping Vlad Putin from taking over Ukraine. We are dumping billions upon freaking billions of dollars into this thing. Uh, They suffered a bit of a blow with the loss of this border bill. But still, we're we're cutting checks for those guys. And we have no, there's no receipt. There's no tracking. We don't know where the money goes. Right? Uh, And and so if, if, if we just accept for a second, for argument's sake, that everything they're saying about the battle for Ukraine is every bit as important as they claim, why wouldn't every freaking journalist in this country want an interview with Vlad Putin? And I don't give a crap if Armapore or whatever the hell her name is says that he, because Tucker said he's the only one that went for the interview or requested the interview. I, I, I'm sure some other folks have, but. They're, they're, they're even screaming about that. Well, no, he's not. No, I asked for an interview, too. Why didn't you get it? Uh, you know, if, if we actually had something called journalism in America right now, every single journalist in this country would want a sit-down with Vlad Putin. <coughs> and yet, <coughs> according to John Kirby, yeah, we don't need this. We don't need to, to, uh, to talk to Vlad and hear what he has to say about anything. We know how brutal he is. Oh, okay. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Going to watch the Tucker Carlson Vlad Putin interview. Want to hear from you? It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. The 2024 race for the White House. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, and we're back 21 minutes after 9 on News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. I'm taking off next week. So tomorrow I am going to be completely freaking ridiculous. I am coming in. I'm going to do the show in my jammies, just so you guys know. I think maybe I'll wear some chonies. Yeah, going to be stupid and weird tomorrow. Need a break, just a break for a few days from the from the, the end of the world. Here's Andy. Andy, how are you? Good morning. Hey. Um. So, hello. Hey. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So, explain this to me. What is the big deal about Tucker doing this interview when you had Barbara Walters doing Fidel Castro when he was the most hated man in the world? Right. Then you have Diane Sawyer. Um, doing an interview with Osama bin Laden in his cave. <laughs> right. So what's the deal? 
they're full of crap. That's the deal. And they're terrified of what Putin's going to say. That's the deal. You you know, it's it's such hypocrisy. It is. Totally, totally. I can't believe it. (laughs) And maybe it's because you had two women and now it's a guy. And maybe now um, Tucker is showing that he's got the cojones to do to go against the establishment. Oh, they, they know. They know that Tucker don't care. They know that they can't control him. He don't care. Tucker's in the driver's seat, and he knows it, man. Hey, is this the Andy I know? No, no, okay. it's not. I call every so often. All right. No. Well, I know you now. now. <laughs> oh, you do? <laughs> you Thank, do. Thanks for calling, Andy. We appreciate it. Bye. Yeah, this is going to be fun to watch, man. What's this? You want to hear that Cuomo and Clinton? Oh, this is, uh, what is this now? This is them uh, Cuomo and just, Hillary Clinton talking about Tucker, right? Yep. Just All right, let's roll, let's roll it. Tucker Carlson is getting exactly what he wants. Attention. He's in Russia interviewing Vladimir Putin. Now, frankly, I don't care. His explanation of why he's doing it, that he's a journalist and he needs to inform people, he can call himself whatever he wants. I think uh, his work is demonstrable as not being just about giving people information. He has a point of view, and often it's not aligned with the facts. Well, it shows me what I think we've all known. He's what's called a useful idiot. I mean, if you actually read translations of what's being said on Russian media, they make fun of him. I mean, he's like a puppy dog. You know, he somehow has after having been fired from so many outlets in the United States, he, uh, I would not be surprised uh, if he emerges with a contract with a Russian outlet because oh. he is a useful idiot. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Obviously, he's angling to get on Russian TV. Holy crap, man. Can that old handbag retire at some point and just shut her yap? The fact that Cuomo and Hillary Clinton are going off on this tells me they're scared peeless over this thing happening. And I, and as far as Cuomo, one thing that I, I, I'm sorry, I, I've been laughing at this for 34 years. I'm going to be totally honest with you. When a fame hog tries to call out somebody else as being a fame hog, it, it just make, it makes me laugh, man. Oh, Tucker's just looking to get attention. Listen, pipsqueak. Listen, Sopranos light, okay? It, 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 what the hell are you doing, man? And I love when people who are talking at length about something also claim they don't care about it. I don't care about this interview with Tucker, but I'm going to talk to Hillary Clinton about it for 20 minutes on the air. Shut up, man. Andy, no, Andy, nobody cares, dude. Hill, Hillary, nobody. Go back to the vodka's treating you. you know, go, go, back, go, go back to breakfast with vodka, okay? Go ahead. Just, oh my God! You're just making everybody's point. That's what's so hilarious about. It. You're just making the point, man. No, I don't care what Tucker does. I don't care, and I'm gonna spend you know an entire segment telling you why I don't care. All he wants is attention. <laughs> I love that crap, man. I I love when people who spend their entire freaking adult existences trying to get attention for them to themselves start cracking on other people trying to get attention. That's just rich, man. All right. What questions what questions do you want Tucker to ask Putin? Who do you want to win the American election? There's one. Why did you go into Ukraine? Ukraine. I was going to say something about the funding of Ukraine and the US money. Well, how do you feel about the funding uh, of Ukraine via the US? 
What do you think about Joe Biden's leadership style? What do you think about Trump? What do you Ooh, think about Trump? China. China. That's got to be a, a hot do topic. You, uh, are, are you... Uh, do you work with China, or do you see China as an enemy or an opposition? Ooh, good question. You know what I'm saying? Like, keep it simple. And I think Tucker will. I mean, he did the same thing. Who was the big, was the big interview? Was it Trump? Yeah. Uh, we had the big interview with Trump a couple of months ago or whenever that was. Tucker keeps it very simple. And Vlad loves to talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he loves to hear himself. Well, he's a guy with an ego. You don't t- When you're a world leader... Okay, you're not exactly a humble person if you take photographs of yourself shirtless on a horse, like riding through the you know the Urals or whatever the hell wherever the hell he was. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's not somebody who is a humble, self-effacing individual. And and I know this for a fact because I am one. People with big egos love to run their mouth. Okay, and and yeah, I. I they're ob- they're obvious. The more they react, the more you realize how freaking terrified they are of this interview. And Tucker knows it, man. Tucker knows he's in the driver's seat here. It's a beautiful place to be, dude. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a break, and then uh, if you want to call us up, but uh, well, oh, Mojo Nixon. Let's let's deal with uh, the passing of Mojo Nixon when we get back. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. This is the sound of my brain. <laughs> then I said, "This is the sound of my brain on Don Henley." <laughs> then I said, "One, two, three, four. Yeah. He's a tortured artist. <laughs> Used to be in the ego. Yeah, man, who's talk 550 KTSA Mojo Nixon has left the world, has left the world, has left the room with Elvis at the age of 66. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Again, because James, you came and Don, I want to bring you in on this. Uh, I didn't know he'd passed. You came in and told me this morning. It happened overnight. It happened over. I got and I wake up and I got a note from Kinky's sister. They knew him very well. Uh, he passed away, and my buddy Big G out there in Kerrville, he, he passed away at the age of 66. He had a heart attack on the Outlaw Cruise. The night, after, the night after he played a gig on oh. the cruise. And you sent me the statement from his family. And they basically, I mean, I'll read it here in a second, but they basically said, uh, you know, that's how he, he went out the way he lived. He was a true outlaw. Uh, again, in all fairness, I, I didn't know him. I'd never met him. I, I, I didn't even really follow his career that closely, but his name would come up a lot. And I remember the Don Henley song because somebody played it for me back in the day because that was like, it was like 88, 89 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Don Morgan will remember this too. In the early days of my career and his career, I, I imagine we were playing a lot of crap Henley solo stuff. And let's face it, The Last Worthless Evening was a piece of crap song. <laughs> from the guy who wrote, you know, Hotel California and Tequila Sunrise and all that. All right, all right. This is the last worthless evening. I hated all those songs. The only one of those songs that was worth a crap was New York Minute. I had a little poetry to it. And so when I first heard Don Don Henley Must Die, I hated Don Henley. 
So uh, and I was in Maryland, man. So Mojo told the Austin Chronicle that Henley came to one of his shows, and here's the quote: "He was s faced." <laughs> And he said, I want to sing that song, especially the part about not getting together with Glenn Fry. Because <laughs> they hated each other, man. He, he went on to say he was belting that S out, screaming like he was Johnny freaking rotten. Oh, wow. So Henley must have been a little tanked. Wow, man. You know, I mean, again, it's one of, he's one of those guys that I, I, I wish I would have met. Uh, but I, uh, my buddy, uh, big G, uh, sent me a text this morning. Uh, he's a big guy in the outlaw movement, the Americana movement. And, uh, he knew uh, Mojo and, uh, I said, well, what do you think? He goes, he was one crazy SOB. I said, may I quote you on that? He said, LOL. So I took that as a yes, but apparently just a real eccentric, interesting dude. The quote that I, and let me, uh, I actually have the, uh, where did I put this? The family's statement. Uh, how you live is how you should die, his family said. And this was forwarded to Rolling Stone. Again, James sent me this. Uh, Moto Nixon was full, tit, full tilt, wide open, rock hard, root hog, corner on two wheels, plus on fire. Passing after a blazing show, a raging night, closing the bar, taking no prisoners, and a good breakfast with, with bandmates and friends. And then I saw a cardiac event on the Outlaw Country Cruise is about right. And that's that's just how he did it. That's bad. Did you meet him? Did you ever meet him? No. I mean, all my friends did. But everybody knew him. Like, we we both know every, a lot of people that knew him. Cody Canada, Stoney LaRue. Right. Uh, a, a lot of artists, Sonny Sweeney, uh, a lot of the outlaw texas music red dirt artists would get airtime on his xm radio show wow and get interviews with them and so he he was always looking out for the the little guys and by what i'm hearing and seeing you know he was a guy that just kind of he had no compunction about he said you know stuff and that he believed and thought was funny and didn't care what you thought about that i like people like that i like people that just go there that do their own thing and go their own way and don't give a crap what you think about it and I found this quote from Mojo Nixon, which I posted. I fir- and think about how relevant this is to where we are right now. I firmly believe you could make fun of anything as long as your joke is funny. And I also believe that you can say anything as long as you're willing to suffer the consequences. We don't need a thought police. That was also from a Rolling Stone interview. And how true is that now? <laughs> It's even more true now than whenever he said that, which I think was in like 2005 or something like that. He did right. South by Southwest, oh. a lot of stuff uh, in the Austin area. Don Morgan, what are your thoughts on the passing of uh, of Mojo Nixon? You know, everything that's been said is, is from one from what I can remember is absolutely true. Wow. He was just full crank and funny all the time. <laughs> And he was a radio guy. What did he, he start off as a radio he guy? He was. He was. But now he's he was uh he, he was a performer and then he kind of parlayed that into the radio career. Right. On Sirius XM because you know they're always looking for weirdos to put on, you know, these channels that pop up from time to time. Sure. There's your guy right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, but he was hilarious. I can't, I first heard of him Probably 85, 86. I was living across the street from the University of Maine. Right. And a lot of the guys would listen to him. Wow. And and he came out with a song at some point, probably 87, 88 in through there. And it was called, uh, Debbie Gibson is Pregnant with My Two-Headed Love Child. 
Sean, you ah, and it cracked I've me look into up. This guy now. Yeah, it was hilarious. Sean, y'all, y'all would have gotten along great, but it's probably best that y'all never met. Why is that? Because of the timing of the when he was partying. And oh you. Yeah. yeah, we would. You think we would have gotten into, into trouble? Easily. He and I, guy like that, and me. Yeah, Kinky will tell you. You watch. I well, I I, I think I just missed him a couple of times. You know, up at the ranch because he'd come out there to Echo Hill. I, I do know yeah. that. And, uh, you know, I was texting Marcy, uh, uh, Kinky's sister, and you know, they were very close, apparently. And you could see that because it, just from the little bit I've read this morning and knowing Kinky Friedman, who also has no filter and says exactly what he wants to say and <laughs> thinks and doesn't give a crap what anybody thinks about it, I can totally see why these guys were tight. Right. And, and the beauty of, of what Mojo Nixon did and what Kinky does is that they do all these outrageous things all of these outrageous things, and they come out with all these outrageous songs, but they don't hurt anybody. No. You know, it's more or less, Let's I see. get the impression that it was more for their own amusement, <laughs> and we all just get tag along with the ride, you know? Now you figured out my entire freaking radio career. All right, yeah, I mean, that that's, you know, that that's the, it's, it's because th- this is what, Kinky cracks himself up all the time, mm-hmm. because when you say something outrageous, it's not only funny that you're saying it, it's also funny how people freaking react. Right. And that reaction, I think, itself becomes like a drug. It's not saying that, you, that he or Kinky or any of these guys, these kinds of people, uh, who, who tend to stick out from the herd uh, uh, along the way, uh, it's not that what they're saying isn't something they actually believe. They're just really smart and have a really funny and arty way of saying things that's also very cutting. Uh, and, and how people react to that uh, is in and of itself, you know, kind of amusing. So apparently not. And also, I, I this this has been a true thing of my entire life. In that, there's several individuals or artists over the years that I have become huge fans of after they died because they. I hate to say that, <laughs> but I'm being totally honest. You know, I mean, I, I I didn't know much about Kurt Cobain. I was living with this chick from New Jersey at the time, and I was living a very domestic life in the early '90s. Kurt died, and I got. I started listening to Nirvana. Well, why did he do that? And so I started listening to his music, and it's happened like t- so. Now I'm like I, I probably could have met this guy on a dozen times, to- a dozen half a dozen times over the years. Kinky's talked about him for twelve years, and yet I don't. I know very little about him. So now I'm like mm, I'm gonna look into Mojo Nixon. I don't think you'll be disappointed, but probably not from what I'm seeing already. Yeah. Well, uh, sad day in the outlaw world, man. Yeah. God rest you. Yes. This is it. Crank it. Beautiful man. Yeah. Debbie gonna... Gibson is what is it? Debbie Gibson is pregnant, pregnant with my two headed love child. <laughs> <laughs> Cracked me up. Well, I think I'm gonna be a diehard Mojo Nixon fan from here on out, man. I gotta look into this dude, man. But he passed at the very young. Sixty six is young. And uh, a lot of people are are sad today, and I'm I'm hearing from them. So God God rest his soul. God rest his weird soul. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA FM 107 on FM 107. See, I've already got holiday mouth, <laughs> dude. It's so true. Right. <laughs> got one Slow more down, day, buddy. It'll be Let's okay. Let's just try this one more time, yeah. shall we? Uh, man.
the 2024 race for the White House. This race is far from over. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. 953 on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. How's everybody doing? The phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. So we got the big Tucker Carlson, Vlad Putin, Putin. Putin. <laughs> I do have holiday voice, man. I've so got short-term, uh, short-timers. I can't even say short-timers. Um, the big interview with Tucker Carlson and Vlad Putin tonight. Um, we, we're now looking, uh, the Supreme Court justices are hearing uh, about this business in Colorado of yanking him off the ballot there. Colorado's lost, man. I'm glad I lived there for a little while and got to enjoy it while it was still a free and independent state before the weirdos took over. So the Supreme Court's hearing this stuff. Uh, on whether or not they had the legal authority to, at the state level, yank somebody off, yank a presidential candidate off the ballot. Uh, which, obviously, legally they don't, but, you know, we'll see how they rule. We've had some funky rulings from the Supreme Court <laughs> uh, recently, so we'll see. But uh, po- point being that uh, there's a lot of forces allied against, well, not only Donald Trump, but you and I. And uh, and that's the great battle royale that we're engaged in right now, frankly, for the future of America. And, and I don't put anything past these folks at all. I, I really don't think anything. I believe they released a freaking pandemic on the human race, a, a biological scourge, which millions of people died or, or as a result. And uh, I, so do you put anything past them? I'm looking at stuff I'm hearing out of the CDC right now. I'm not here to freak you out. But this is apparently a real thing because uh, one of the things I keep bracing for is, all right, what's the next big germ that's going to uh, take down the uh, – what's what's the next bug that's going to take out the election? Need a pandemic. We have something now, uh, according to the Centers for Disease Control, uh, uh, Candida auris. Candida auris is a bacterial infection with a 60% death rate. Uh, they're seeing this right now in Washington State, uh, and it's uh, it's got a couple of things going that COVID didn't. It's highly contagious. Obviously, COVID was too, but this is highly contagious. And one of the reasons uh, for that contagious nature is that it masks itself as kind of an ordinary bacterial infection that you would get, and they'd put you on back, you know, antibiotics or whatever. Uh, well, it, it hides as a normal bacteria, and the medicine that you would give it thinking it is a normal bacteria either doesn't do anything or can can uh, affect you adversely. Uh, obviously, it's much worse on people who uh, have a compromised immune system. And again, it's a sneaky little bug, so you may not even know you have it or think that it's anything beyond just kind of an, an average run-of-the-mill infection. And so what happens is that people unintentionally, unknowingly spread it. And much like COVID in that regard, but this one is uh, is much more feisty. It's a feistier bug, and it's a, a much more dangerous bug, apparently. It's only been around for about 15 years. Candida auris. 
and uh, the Centers for Disease Control uh, has been talking about. We had a couple of people who lost their lives to this in Seattle, I believe. And so I don't know. I, is this the next big thing? I don't know. Uh, all, all I do say on a regular basis, and and this is I'm not Kreskin here. I'm not uh, you know, telling you something you already haven't figured out that uh, this could be a very dicey year on a number of different fronts. It already is. And as far as this crap about the border and and what's going on, we already live in a banana republic. That's my opinion. But we are already living in a third world asshole. We just don't know it yet. But there still is one last major election to cheat and to get passed if you're the bad guys. Then they can secure their power, absolutely, I believe. Uh, so, you know, w- w- what are, what are we in for? <laughs> Cause a- a- again, the other thing I think that is kind of picking up steam here is that Joe Biden's decline is increasing and getting more profound. They're not going to be able to keep that guy around for very much longer. So what next? Anyway, keep your eyes and ears open for something called Candida Aris. Uh, again, uh, a very feisty and dangerous little bacterial infection. With a 60% kill rate. And uh, uh, we'll see uh, how this progresses. Uh, coming up next hour, we'll talk about what PETA's upset about. It's ridiculous and stupid. That's coming up. Also, Gen Z. Gen Z. Y'all just don't want to go to work, do you? We'll talk about that as well. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. And we're back five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Uh, The big chunky stories that we're going to hang it on right now. Uh, Supreme Court hearing uh, uh, this Colorado case about yanking Trump off of that ballot. (coughs) Well, that was icky. Sorry. Hey, I'm 56. Um, and, uh, at the heart of this is that he disqualified himself from being on the ballot by encouraging and inspiring and bringing January 6th about he's an insurrectionist. He He's never, he's never been charged with insurrection. He certainly hasn't been convicted of insurrection. It's a farce. Uh, so that's one story, uh, we're kind of watching They're They're in deliberations right now. Uh, and also this interview with Tucker and Vlad Putin. And I, and I, I forgot to mention when we were talking about this last hour, again, I'm on vacation mode. I'm in, I'm already in vacation mode. Just so you know, I'm wearing my jammies to work tomorrow. Just so you know. Uh, and, uh, uh, I, I failed to mention, you know, I was talking about the reactions here. We played some of the Andy Cuomo, Hillary Clinton, uh, audio, uh, and, and certainly there's a, a big old reaction. Uh, from our own uh, media and from the government. John Kirby, I mentioned, uh, said yesterday, we don't need we don't need another interview with Vlad Putin to understand his brutality, blah, blah, blah. Well, I failed to get into something that Trey had brought up yesterday about the global reaction to Tucker Carlson's interview with Vlad Putin. Now, just wrap your mind around this. Um, again, we talked about this yesterday. Uh, let's see, Belgian, former Belgian Prime Minister and current member of the European Parliament, guy something Belgian-y sounding, uh, called for, 
<laughs> called for a basically a Euro- European travel ban to be imposed on Tucker Carlson personally. So they don't. He can't just. He can't be hitting up no hostels <laughs> in Europe. He can't you know go backpacking across Europe. He's not welcome in Europe, according to, to this guy. Uh, they want to levy sanction. Now I want understand this. This is the EU, <laughs> European Union. All right. Um, you, 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 yes, you have Russia and Ukraine. You, you, you have, uh, obviously this doesn't involve them directly, but they have all kinds of opinions on it. Uh, Israel fighting for its existence against Hamas after the October 7th attacks. And, uh, the, the EU is, Iran is turning the world upside down via China, I, I believe. But yet their primary concern at the EU level is to levy sanctions against an individual. (laughs) Against Tucker Carl. Has any individual ever had sanctions leveled against them by the international community? Is that a first? I think that's a first. I'd love to be Tucker Carlson today, man. He, I just, uh, I'm not, and I'm not even a guy who follows him. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I don't, since he left Fox, I don't follow him as much. Uh, I I hear what he does and what he says, you know, because it often makes the news. And then I backtrack, and if Tucker says something interesting on one of his videos, I go ch- I go check it out. I mean, my primary concern on this show is what I think about stuff. So I I Tucker, a guy like Tucker, just kind of reinforces stuff that I already believe and think. But he is making an incredible impact, and Tucker is in this unique position. Which it is, it is testimony to the ignorance and the naivete, if you will, of of the 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 weirdos at Fox for cutting him cutting him loose. Because he's kind of like Ben Kenobi, you know, he can strike him down, and he only comes back more powerful than you could ever popular uh, possibly imagine. Tucker is in the driver's seat; he could do any damn thing he wants. He's got all the money in the world. He's got all the exposure in the world. He has absolute freedom. Uh, Elon's going to put this thing on uh, on X. Alex Jones, you know, is is even going to uh, make sure this thing is available. Y- you will be able to see it. It's going to be on TuckerCarlson.com. I guess that's his website. And very obviously, when the international community of Europe wants to levy sanctions against him personally, you know there are some clenched you-know-whats around the world right now. And that's interesting, isn't it? Why? I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm interested, to, I'm curious to hear what Putin has to say about stuff, certainly. And certainly... You know, it's not because I, I, I know they want to. They, they've been trying to make Tucker out to be a Russian operative for a few years now, right? He's a he's a Russian spy, okay. But you know I, what I said last hour. I'm going to repeat. Okay, it, it, when we're dumping billions of freaking dollars into Ukraine again with no receipt, <laughs> we don't know where it goes. Munitions, money. We don't know what happens to it. We don't know how they use it. If they use it. You know, we don't know. I, I would submit to you that we don't really have a, a good working understanding of what the hell actually is going on in Ukraine. You see video released out of Ukraine where people are hanging out in the same old boutiques they used to go to before, and they're shopping, and they're living their Ukrainian lives. 
If you're a member of the wrong church uh, in Ukraine, things might not go well for you. Uh, Zelensky with his little freaking fatigues that he and t-shirts that he sports, you know, sports wherever he goes. So you know what a what a what a grassroots guerrilla, you know, freedom fighter he truly is. The guy's a stand-up comic for Christ's sake. <laughs> he's he, he's no less uh, a, well. He was no less a TV guy than Donald Trump. All right, Donald Trump just had a whole lot of other bu- business interests before he went on the went on to a TV career. Okay, Zelensky's a TV guy, and we're just handing him billions upon gajillions of dollars while our country goes spinning down the toilet with an open border. And it's all because Vlad Putin went into Ukraine. Why wouldn't every freaking journalist in this country want an interview with Vladimir Putin? I guess my question is, why did it take Tucker? Why is Tucker the guy? You'd think every single working journalist, if they were actually being freaking journalists, would want an interview with this guy. And don't tell me some of these dudes high up the food chain in that world uh, whether it's CNN or, or what have you or the network guys, don't tell me they wouldn't have been able to get an interview because I don't believe that for a second. They don't want an interview with him. Why? Because they don't want Vlad Putin running his trap on a few inconvenient truths about what is actually going down on planet Earth with Ukraine. Maybe they don't want Vlad Putin running his mouth about Biden. I, I don't know. Because I, I don't know, I don't know what's in the interview. I, we haven't heard anything about content. We don't know what Tucker Carlson asks him uh, based upon Tucker's style on how, on how I've observed it in the small way that I have. He tends to keep things very simple, very direct. Tucker Carlson as an interview uh, interviewer is also uh, one of the things I admire about him because it's a, it's kind of a dying art is that he knows when to sh- when to shut the hell up. Ask the question, then shut the hell up and let them respond. Let the truth of their response be the story and get out of the way. So I expect we'll see more of that tonight. And again, I I have no idea how that interview went or what is said, but the more you see not only folks here react badly to this interview getting out, but you also see the international reaction Boy, you people are really scared about something, man. Something is rattling your cage with this Tucker Carlson interview. What might that be? What might that be? But in any event, don't be don't be an Andy Cuomo and go on the air or run your trap about how you don't care about this interview. It's, you know, it's just Tucker trying to get attention. Again, when I hear fame hogs <laughs> like Andy Cuomo, you know, uh, calling out another uh, media person because, oh, they're just looking for attention. Well, what the hell have you been doing your entire adult career? <laughs> this is the guy who faked having COVID, okay? No, Andy Cuomo in no way, shape, or form wants people to pay attention to him. Well, in large measure, they're not, which is why his ratings suck, which is why he's got to trot out. That old pterodactyl Hillary Clinton every now and again. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I I, I will watch it. Uh, I know a lot of you are, are going to watch it. And all I can do is acknowledge the fact that it's freaking a lot of people out. Because you know what? 
if they didn't care or if they weren't concerned about this interview, you wouldn't hear anything about it. They genuinely wouldn't care about this interview, and you wouldn't hear anything about it. But a lot of people are freaking out, man. 210-599. It's got to be fun to be Tucker, though, in that regard. The EU wants to level sanctions against him personally. You don't think it's a good day to be Tucker? Here's Brad. Brad, how you doing? Well, hey, um, I hadn't really planned on calling about the Tucker thing, but uh, I remember, you know, uh, Ted Nugent and Fidel Castro are both good interviews because those guys will talk forever. <laughs> and I remember reading a uh, Fidel Castro interview, and I think it might have been in a, a book of Playboy interviews, not the magazine, but a book of uh, Playboy Sure, interviews. man. Sure. And Castro, man, they he would make all these wild, crazy claims, right? And then they would have... In fact, no, the Cuban sugar harvest fell by, you know, 50% this past year. And he's making all these bold, audacious statements, his propaganda. But they had, you know, for lack of a better term, fact checkers. And well, I don't know if we still have people that would do that with anything Putin says. What are these things has, you What are these things you call facts? <laughs> well, they, they, fact, the, the factual world yeah. has gone the way of the dodo, okay, as far as these people. So... But you know you can you can verify the number of people that were killed or bombed or you know how much he spent oh. on the war. That's that's obtainable. Uh, but I, I don't know why people would be afraid of Tucker. Uh, the reason I was calling though is you know Biden evidently is doing these uh, conferences or meetings or whatever, and they don't allow audio in there, right? And they don't want anybody to record what he says because he, he goes and talks about how he meet had a meeting with uh, the president of France. Who is not named Francois Mitterrand? Right, Francois right. I know. Mitterrand but, yeah, died in eighty-seven. You're right, Brad. I, I got to. Yeah, he's he's obviously on the steep decline. I, I I don't know that there would be any audio of him saying anything. Because my thought is that he's just behind the scenes eating Gerber's. You know, somebody's feeding him with a little spoon. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. Coming up, more of the electrifying commentary and spot-on opinions you count on us for. This is the Sean Rima Show. The 2024 race for the White House. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Talking about the Tucker Carlson, Vlad Putin interview to be dropped tonight. What do you think? Let's go to Trucker Mike. Trucker Mike, how you doing, man? Yeah, yeah. How you doing, Sean? Hey, uh, hey, what, what time? Um, what time is that interview supposed to uh, take place today? I want definitely want to. I definitely want to take a look at that video. What, what what time is that supposed to be on? Was it like later on in the evening or something like that? There, I even went to Tucker's site, Mike, and they don't have a time up on his website. I think they're trying to hide the time or or not be so upfront about the time because I think they think there's going to be efforts to distract people from checking it out at that time or whatever so i it's some we believe it's some at, at some point this evening it's going to be there yeah yeah i think i believe that uh i believe putin is going to have some very important information and i think um i think one of the main things he's going to talk about is what's been happening to this money that's going to ukraine and yeah. what's the connection between between him and biden because there's no reason for hillary clinton to make those comments that she made about um about Tucker Carlson yesterday talking about he's a he's a useful idiot 
and all, and saying that he he just wants attention. Hillary Clinton, I believe that I believe that she thinks that Putin knows something about her, uh, and uh, she doesn't want it to be found. They, I guarantee you, I guarantee there gonna be a lot of people watching that video today. Oh and Hillary yeah, Clinton, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. You could barely and Joe Biden, all three of them. They gonna be uh, they gonna be right there in front of their television watching that video because I guarantee you they very interested in what Vladimir Putin has to say. And if their name will come up and hopefully and I'm hoping and praying that he mentions all three of them, because you and I both know all three of those individuals are as crooked as they come. And I'm and I'm talking about the Obamas, the Clintons and the Biden family. All of them are corrupt as hell. And I thank you for taking my call this morning. Thank you, man. Well, I, I, one thing is certain. They are not happy about it. And they are obviously very apprehensive about this interview or they wouldn't be saying they wouldn't be reacting the way they are. If you if you. If you don't, one thing I've learned, and I think a lot of us have, if you don't want people to pay attention to something, how do you go about that? Don't talk about it. Don't promote it. Okay. Now their their reaction uh, reactions are just sending people in the direction of this interview. They're they're in other words, they're giving it. What is it? Bad press is still good press. You know. They are reacting very badly to this idea of this interview being uh, dropped later on today. As far as uh, if Joe Biden is going to be watching uh, the Tucker Carlson, Vladimir Putin interview, I suspect not. I think Joe Biden lies in a hospice bed when he's not uh, in front of a camera, and they just pop in like baby Einstein videos. You know what I mean? Like you know, he's he's watching Teletubbies. They put like little videos of cats, you know, playing with yarn. For something for his mind to focus on, you know, he ain't watching the the, the Putin thing. It, it, it might as well be an Aramaic. He's not going to know what the hell's going on, you know. He, he's watching Tom and Jerry cartoons, okay. But yeah, everybody else—they're all going to be watching this thing tonight, man. And they're awfully freaking nervous. What if Putin does know? You know, knows that. The money that is being sent—I mean, billions of billions and billions and billions of freaking dollars. We have an open border. One check we cut to Zelensky could probably fix our own border. So where's the money going? As I said, we don't. There's no accounting for it. That's odd, don't you think? <laughs> when, when we're, you know, sending billions of dollars over to a country. Uh, that arguably were supporting uh, against uh, the loss of democracy, the onslaught of fascism, uh, or whatever the hell. Billions of dollars going into Ukraine, lots and lots of munitions, and we don't know what happens to it. We There's no accounting for where it goes. None. I, I'm, I'm not pulling this out of my ass. I mean, this is the, a matter of record. We know this. It's a matter of record that we don't have a record <laughs> on where all this crap we're sending money and uh, treasury, if you're treasure and, and munitions, if you will, to Ukraine. We have no idea what they're doing with it. So what if Vlad knows? Oops. Dull. <laughs> and that guy's got a massive ego. You know he just wants to mess with people. What if he says, I have uh, some of the ammunition that y'all gave to Ukraine? Oh, I'd like to thank the <laughs> Joe Biden administration for uh, all the money that we have received. Uh, and the we have many of your missile launcher thingies. They are very nice. What if he does? What if he says, I'm getting the money? <laughs> He's a foxy fellow, man. He's a very crafty dude. 
Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. And we're going to talk to Steve here in a second. We're also going to play some fascinating, fascinating audio concerning Taylor Swift because I've gone almost an hour and 37 minutes without a Taylor Swift update. And also, uh, I want to talk about uh, my new cause in life, and that is to get Gen Z to stop saying the word literal. Literally, I'm literally sick of hearing literally. Uh, just shut up and go get a job. All right, uh, and that's coming up. But first, here's Steve. Steve, how are you? I'm good. Uh, you know, you were talking about the uh, the interview with uh, Cuomo and Hillary. Right. Was that Chris Cuomo? Because Andy was... Or I get the Cuomo's mixed her. up. Andy's the young one, right? Was it Andy or is it? Uh, the no, old? no, Chris is the young one, I believe. Oh, Chris, and Chris, Andy, I got the, I got my Cuomo's mixed. Andy is the guy that was the uh, former governor of New York. And, well, Chris Cuomo, my, Chris, I'm a, I'm a New Yorker. I, I refer to him as Andy Boy Broccoli. <laughs> well, you know, well, the one thing I don't want to do is upset anybody from freaking New York, and I don't want to upset <laughs> a little pissant like uh, like Chris or Andy Cuomo, uh, Jackass Cuomo, whatever the hell his name is. I don't freaking care if I freaking mess up his name, all right? He means all nothing. Right, he means nothing to me. Nothing. I'm with you. Now, I got to go. You want respect, you give respect. The guy's a dumbass, all right? I wouldn't let him do a sit-down job at a construction site I own. Sorry. Um, so let's play this. I, I did. I get my Cuomo's mixed up. Does it matter? No, it does not. <laughs> does, it, does anybody... Hey, Chris or Andy, nobody cares enough about you to even care if we're getting the right name. I, I don't care. Now, what uh, What do you got? This is uh, Who is this talking about, Taylor Swift and Joe Biden? Uh, a German reporter is interviewing Coach Andy Reid of the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Excellent. Question from Germany. Um, as you said before, um, times have changed a lot. Uh, the Internet mobile phones. Um, what do you say about the conspiracies that uh, have popped up concerning Charles Kelsey and Taylor Swift, like some kind of Republican conspiracies that you guys made it into the Super Bowl to actually secretly re-elect or help re-elect President Biden? <laughs> that's, that's way out of my league. Very similar to me speaking German. <laughs> I, but I listen. We appreciate. Uh, I appreciate the question. She's she's been great, um, and um, we had a nice visit with President Biden. That's about as far as I can go. Last year, yeah. <laughs> so he just asked him. I, I, I'm fairly conservative, but I haven't really heard about this plot that I, I'm supposedly aware of. I guess oh. that Taylor Swift and Joe Biden are conspiring to get him to help him win the election. So I guess the premise behind this conspiracy is that uh, four years ago she came out and publicly endorsed Biden. Oh, right, right. She's a lefty. She's a liberal. Well, she hasn't done it yet this year. And the Chiefs are one of the most popular teams in the NFL. Right. So the the MAGA conspiracy is that uh, she's going to help get Biden elected by dating the player on the most popular team <laughs> at the Super Bowl and then endorse Biden. Absolutely. Ah, uh, you know, you caught us. You know, I man, we thought we could pull that one over on you, but uh, apparently it failed. 
Coach, okay. poor Coach Andy Reid's like, I don't, I don't know. Right, about I just, just want to win the damn game, man. And We're what, making Taylor's helping us make a lot of money. We appreciate her, but no, we don't think there's some kind of conspiracy. And who let in the German journalist? <laughs> <laughs> How did he sneak in here? How did that guy get in, man? I he feel sounded bad like for Andy Reid. He, he sounded like Ray Fine in like Schindler's List, you know. Yeah. Tell me. Is there a conspiracy between the Taylor Swift and the Biden? Another illustration of the world laughing at us is yeah. they're asking these questions from German reporters. And and right, right, right. And uh, no, I don't think there's anything going on behind the scenes between Biden and Taylor Swift because Biden is convinced she wrote Treasure Island, and that's all he really knows about Taylor Swift. Uh, that was that guy that wrote that pirate book. Yeah, yeah. Swift something. God, I'm so sick of here. I'm sick of two things. I'm sick of here. I'm sick of hearing about Taylor Swift. And yeah, yeah, we're gonna have the football. I'm sure we'll have the football game on on Sunday. And I just, I'm bracing for it. And I love my wife with every molecule of my soul. But if she tries to convince me one more time that I should love Taylor Swift, I'm gonna lose my ass. And I just know on Sunday, every time they cut away to her, Mister John. Did you know she gave all her truck drivers $100,000 and she writes her own fan mail? She's really nice. You should like her. And I always say to my wife, what does it matter? I say this to every... I, I, I don't know why. She it, One thing you can say is that Taylor Swift is having an impact on the human race. All right? She's... Because this... this ha, I hear... This, I know I'm harping on this this week. But seriously, dude, I got more people trying to convince me I should love Taylor Swift than I got people trying to convince me I should love Jesus. All right? Yeah, she's more popular than Jesus right now. She actually is. Okay? Oh, easy there, Mr. Lennon. I'm just saying. <laughs> They're going to be burning your poetry books. They're going to start burning my poetry books. <laughs> you just wait. Then I got to go on and make some jive uh, apology I don't want right. to make. Well, I wasn't comparing Taylor Swift to Jesus as a person or, or, or as a pop star. I don't know if Jesus is recording right now or not. You know, if he needs some studio space, we'll certainly give it to him. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't. Why do I need to like Taylor Swift? And this is predominantly a female thing. I get messages from females. I get my wife. Why is it important to you that I freaking love Taylor Swift? All right. Because I'm fairly benign. But it's kind of like, you know, all the legal troubles and all the crap they're throwing at Trump. Okay, The more stuff they throw at Trump, the more popular he gets. The more you women try to convince me I need to love Taylor Swift, the more I want to hate her. All right? So there, there's your impact. There's your effect. And let me just state it for the record one more time, because I'm in the mood. Taylor Swift is more popular than Jesus right now. How does that make you feel? You, know, you should exercise some reverse psychology on this whole Taylor Swift thing at your home and just go around for a, a solid three weeks and just listen to nothing but Taylor <laughs> Swift songs. God, you're right. Oh, holy Jesus. How did I miss this? Oh, my God. Her lyrics are brilliant. She's a, misunder she's a misunderstood genius of her. Oh, I can't believe I failed to love Taylor Swift for as long as I did. I love Taylor Swift. Holy crap. You know when my birthday comes around again, baby? I want the Taylor Swift box set. Okay? I want every version of every record she's ever done. Because she's done like nine versions of every stinking record. I want them all. I love Taylor. Oh, holy crap. Then maybe she'll, you know. But no, what, it's my, my wife goal in life. 
to learn how to play football so that I could be the next Mr. No. Taylor Swift. No, 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 no. Here's what I'd get a little can of beans response from my wife if I actually started <laughs> acting using reverse psychology. Reverse psychology doesn't, doesn't work on my wife at all, okay? Because the instant I start walking around going, I, you know what? I checked out uh, Red. You know, I love it. You know, it's a great record. You know, I'm going to start getting, getting caught up on all the Taylor Swift uh, uh, albums because, man, she is really good. Be a man. I thought you hated Taylor Swift. Now you're just giving up and loving her. Be a man, you weakling. Stand your ground. That's what Stand I would get. Stand up for what you believe in. That's what I would get. You know what I mean? Seriously. Be a little can of beans moment. Oh, my My husband is such a vagina. Now he suddenly loves Taylor Swift because I harangued him so much. He has no strength. He's so weak. My mom was right. You caved, pal. You caved! epic fashion. You're not a man! All right. 210 Let's take a break. It's Sean uh, on News Talk 550 KTSA. The 2024 race for the White House. Don't mess with the women of America unless you want to get the benefit. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. And uh, we're going to play some more audio. This is from KJP, the black lesbian who is currently uh, at least 50% of your press secretary. The you know, white guy handles the difficult questions. Just being honest. And, uh, James, this is audio uh, in response to the Tucker thing. Well, let's take a listen to this. This should be special, man. Wait, say that, say that last part again? He said that uh, the Biden administration has allegedly attempted to prevent him from interviewing Vladimir Putin. Um, do you have a comment on either the interview or that allegation? Absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not a comment or absolutely not that didn't happen? Absolutely not a comment, to be more clear, period. I actually want to go back to your question. It's a ridiculous premise and a ridiculous statement that was made about this administration. So I just want to be very, about, about yes, I just want to be very, very clear. It's just ridiculous. Um, You're ridiculous. Why is it ridiculous? Why? The the e the EU I can't, it's hard to say the EU doesn't that sound like a noise like that Eeyore makes you know e, the EU wants to level personal sanctions against Tucker Carlson it, 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 members of the EU want a travel ban placed on Tucker Carlson so is it really an outlandish question to ask? If the administration uh, is of like mind with the EU and they want to somehow prevent uh, or they wanted to prevent him from doing the interview, that they want to prevent him from airing the interview. It's not a ridiculous question. The proper response would have been not that's, you know, because first off, right, I'm just not going to answer it. Right. Secondly, it's a ridiculous question. Wouldn't the proper response have been. No, the president is not engaging in that behavior because the president believes in a free press. And if a journalist, uh, an American journalist, wants to interview interview anybody uh, who is on the world stage, that is their right to do so. And the president, believing in a free press, would not interfere. That would have been the proper response. But what we got was kind of a emotive, frankly, quote, bitchy, <laughs> kind of a dressing down which is what she does, you know, just for merely asking the questions. You're so ridiculous. It's absurd. Why? Why is it absurd to ask that question? 
It, it, she's pointless. It's literally just a question. I'll see. There you go. Which leads us, that's called a segue, a smooth transition into a, a different topic I, I, or element. I, I'm just, I'm, 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 as far as the little TikTokers, you know, and we, we have another TikToker out of Brooklyn, Lohani Santos. Lohani uh, put out a, a TikTok video where she's crying. She's so sad, sad face emoji. Because she graduated with a communications and acting degree and can't get a job. And this is going to shock you. She has been reduced to going physically to places that she seeks employment from and handing them physically her resume. Can you believe how we just run roughshod over young people these days? She has to hand out resumes. I'm shocked she knows what a resume is. And she says, literally, literally, I am walking around handing people my resume. Literally. Quote, this is the most humbled I've ever felt in my life. I don't know what you wasted your your time on as far as your college education, but you ain't educated. This is the most humbled I've literally... Okay, two things. First off, you are all misusing the word literally. Literally only pertains to the written word. That's why it's called literally or being literal as in literature. (laughs) It has nothing to do with your life experiences, okay? If I write the words, I have no ass, I am being literally true. You know why? I have no ass. If I'm being metaphorical and saying my ass is like a piece of particle board, the literal meaning of the metaphorical thing I just said was I have no ass. That's what being literal or not literal is about. It doesn't emphasize your experience by merely stating it's literally happening. Okay, You're misusing the word, which makes you sound like a dumbass. Secondly, why can't Gen Z go to work? What is their issue with just freaking working? You know, two examples, okay, and I, I am going to, you know, talk talk up my family unit here right now, okay? My wife is a 50-year-old woman. Well, in two days, she will be, a, three days, she'll be a 50-year-old woman. She's 50. My wife works a full-time job, <laughs> a full-time job, and she is also taking college classes to get her associates and her BA. So she goes to her full-time job. And then she works on her homework till about 11 o'clock at night. She's a 50-year-old woman running circles around your average 22-year-old, 24-year-old, 26-year-old. Okay? Secondly, and I'm going to talk about my daughter here. My daughter also graduated with a stage and theater degree. She's got a BFA from a small college she could afford in the mountains of Colorado. She has an acting degree like this chick. You know what my daughter's doing? Oddly, she's handing out her resumes and going to auditions. <laughs> she just freaking drove to Memphis to participate in a massive audition. Okay? She's not sitting around crying, I can't believe I have to print up resumes. Just shut up and go to work. <laughs> just, I'm so sick of them, man. They, you know what I mean? 
They, they can't handle the very basic crap, man. And stop saying the word literally. Holy crap. I am literally losing my ass over the usage of the word literal with these young people. It literally. I'm literally doing this. And, like, I'm literally crying. I know. You've got a camera on your ass. We know literally what you're doing. We're looking at it. All right. Uh, I said to get that off my chest, man. I, I've long ago let loose of my angst over the word like, and now everything is like this and like that. Okay. Okay, Precious, it's not like anything. This actually is your freaking life, okay? <laughs> like, I can't get a job. Does that mean you actually can't get a job, or what you're experiencing is merely like not getting a job? I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a grammar Nazi. And I just, you know, they just don't, James, they just don't want to freaking work. This is a generation that can't handle a full-time job. The little cherubs can't handle eight hours in a row at a freaking job, man. Well, they better get used to it because they're going to be living in a commune, sharing everything. They're going to be living in a homeless shelter someday. Is where their their communal living someday will be when they hit four zero and they're living in a homeless shelter. All right. Have a great day. Uh, thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine and uh, Trey and my good brother, Don Morgan. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.